Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Track one, side two of the uh, soundtrack album for the Frank Sidebottom, Chris Seavey movie coming out on my record label. Um, I'm always slightly coy to mention my record label here because, A, I don't want to get dumb, you know, for selling stuff. And, B, yeah, it's a bit boring for some of you. We do kind of monkey stuff and we do Imani stuff. But, but boy, I'm, you're going to hear a lot about this. The soundtrack to the Frank Sidebottom Chris CV documentary is coming out today. I wrote the sleeve notes for it. I had a little tear in my eye. I'm going to warn you, the sleeve notes have the C word in there. Do they? Yeah, because everyone says... I'll tell you the anecdote I wrote on there. It's only 500 words I wrote. Everyone says, oh, once once Chris had the head on. By the way, the movie's coming out at the end of March. Hopefully the album's going to be out then as well. 500 um, limited edition uh, picture disc vinyl. The picture disc is his eye. Uh, everyone says, once, uh, once Chris put the head on, he became Frank and um, he became the childlike. No. I have been... In a green room of the 100 Club in London's Oxford Street, when uh, Frank Sidebottom, I'm going to be honest, was pissed, and Frank Sidebottom with the head beckoned me over to whisper to me, Ian, have you ever heard me swear? No, Frank, I haven't. Well, you're an effing C. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) And I I literally fell to the floor in hysterics because it came from nowhere. Well, you're an effing C. Oh, Frank! Frank, I'm going to tell your mum. Oh, no, don't. You know you are. You really are. (laughs) He was so... I know some of the listeners came to it. It was a really weird night. For some reason, I don't know why, this promoter said, do you want to come and host a comedy night at the the 100 Club in Oxford Street? Famous punk club. And I went, yeah. He thought I'd be a big drawer. I wasn't. Only about 40 people turned up. And he said, you can choose the bill. So I chose Steve Wozniak, who I think is brilliant, Another comedian whose name escapes me. Another comedian. Uh, a couple of other comedians. And Frank Sidebottom. And, and bless Chris, he was probably getting about 80 quid for it. He came down on the megabus from Manchester and he sat in the green room and got very, very drunk. And he was supposed to do 20 minutes, 40 minutes into the set. And the promoter said, 
we've got to close. You've got to go up there and get him off. I said, <laughs> literally about 35, 40 people there. And so I had to get up and go, all right, Frank, well, we're done. Thank you so much. And he was steaming. I've never seen him like it. And he said, OK, boss, I'm off to the corner of the stage where I will be selling badges for a pound. And he went to sat on the stage selling badges for a pound <laughs> while I wrapped up the evening. What a thing. The movie, if you've not seen it, comes out at the end of March. It's incre- you've, you've seen yeah, it. We went and saw it at the BFI, didn't it we? It was lovely, very touching. So good. It's in the sun. Have you seen the sun? Type in the, the sun. The sun. The sun. Uh, Frank Sidebottom. Big story about him. I mean, it's a big story that they focused on a, on a tiny aspect of his life. Can you guess which aspect of his life they focused on? Yeah. <laughs> which is why I retweeted the oink from the official Frank feed today. The oink uh, comic. Um, was it Tizer and Frazzles behind the scenes of Frank Sidebottom? There's, there's stories about him being a cokehead. Yeah. I know, I know. And it is in the film. It is in the film. And do you know what? I spoke to um, to Dave, Chris's mate, and I spoke to Steve, who was doing the film, and I, I, I said, it, it's Frank Sidebottom in the sun. Do you know what? That's going to sell some tickets. It's, it's you know, and it is part of the story. So uh, I was I was kind of thrilled to see him getting coverage like that. I hope people go and see this film, man, because it's such a good movie. 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who the hell are you? Catherine Boyle. We've got Amy on the phone tonight. Amy, because Sam is a part-timer because he can't handle the pace. He's a snowflake. Um, so the way it works, you give us a call. 0344 499 1000. You'll speak to Amy. She will take your name and number. That's all we need from them. She will then call you back. This call is on us. Busy show tonight. Who have we got at 11? Well, with <coughs> uh, an extra special way of raising the dead, it's the Paranormal Porn Stars. Paranormal Porn Stars. And their show is called Paranormal Porn Stars. On It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, they've done a pilot. Uh, and I've got some tips that for them. That wasn't part of their work. <laughs> I've got some tips for them. Um, I bet you have. Steady. Um, it's, it, it's an amazing. It's an amazing show. We we didn't have time to watch it all. We watched about half of it. We skipped through bits. It's an amazing show. They need to work on their on the microphones. They're not used to recording actual dialogue no. in movies. But apart from that, it's cracking. Literally, um, <laughs> they're they're coming on. Um, oh, but did, did you did, now? I Sunday night for me is a great night for radio. Mm-hmm. Bob Mills seven till ten. Howard Hughes ten till one. And I listened to how I fell asleep listening to Howard Hughes. I can't remember who he had on. Um, but Bob Mills, three-hour special, Russell Brand. Yeah. Did you hear any of I it? I heard some, yeah. Right. When you were listening to it, did you, what were you listening to? On the app? Or... No, on the radio. Right. Could you hear Talk Sport in the background? No. Could you not? No. Could, it, could anyone... Right, anyone who listened to... Because I love Bob Mills' show. Did you listen to it on the app? Listen to it on the app. No, and here's the thing. I listened to it on the app. And um, oh, I don't, you know, they did that annoying thing. It's pre-recorded, right? It's a whole three hours. It's a great interview. I like Russell a lot. Um, I did that thing where they repeated one quarter up straight after, went, did 15 minutes, went to the ads, came back, played the same 15 minutes. Bad editing. Oh, no. Bad editing. But I was listening on the app. Can someone phone in and, and back me up on this or not? And I could hear very faintly in the background talk sport. Then when Howard started at 10, you couldn't hear it, which made me think... 
let's go let's go to the um stay there alan we'll come to you in a bit it's going to be one of those shows tonight we're doing a scavenger hunt as well we need things www dot talk radio of course with the, the as we know the station name is, is what is it changing to talk news news talk i think it's changing is it? to i think so chris evans said it the other day and a load of assholes on digital spy picked up on it and said my broadcasting career was over and then when i tell them to f off and call them c's i get booted off my own page on digital spy where's the justice in that i was laughing so much at this forum basically said you know, if, if, if it changes na- if it changes name to news talk that's how thick you are. If it changes his name to Nissog, Ian's career, Ian's broadcasting career is over. And another guy, uh, apparently it's Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Gosh. Posted, yeah, because he's burnt all his bridges everywhere. He'll never get a job elsewhere. Well, he knows about bridges. He, he knows about them bridges. So I went on and I was laughing so much. I was, honestly, I was in hysterics. It really cheered me up. I've had a miserable weekend and this cheered me up. And I just went on there and went, I'll F off you C's. <laughs> I just typed it. And it comes up on, on Digital Spy, which really is a cesspit for the arseholes of humanity. Uh, it comes up as asterisks. Asterisks? Yes. So it just, it just says four stars, you four stars. Right? We, we, uh, no, which was, no, four stars off, you four stars, which was F off, you see. And I did it a couple of times to a couple of people. And then I, go, I think I'm banned from posting on my own page on Digital Spy. Well done. Oh, God. Right. So if we go to talk radio, listen again to every show. So we go, it's very, it's not as complicated as it used to be. So we go to Sunday, the 10th of February. Uh, let's go to Bob Mills. Listen again. Um, oh, I've, got, I've done the wrong thing. Hang on. Listen again, Bob Mills. Uh, and let's just pick uh, 9.30 till 10. My dog would be on the rock. And she'd be holding a tablet which had the names of my wife and my son and my daughter. And it would would go from the shoulder down to the elbow, uh, and that would be it. Uh, And we we agreed on the design, and then he said, well, I'll start now. Uh, Josh Ian got to the final of it, was quite drunk. Arthur Smith hosting it, and I was in a misused Arthur Smith's dressing room prior to that (laughs) event. No, can't hear it What you'd have done with it. Heard it on the app, isn't that funny? Then it stopped when Howard's thing started. Uh, scavenger hunt tonight, guys. We need this. We need this by one o'clock. Otherwise, um, uh, okay. So I broke my toilet last night. I, I, I cleaned... me. Yeah, no, not like that. I um um I, I can't. I, it's dawned on me. I can't afford to get those bar- those bathrooms redone for like years. So I thought I'm going to scrub them. Going to give them a good scrub and clean them. And so I clean them and I clean the toilet and I clean the shower. It doesn't look any different, you know. But it's 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 kind of better. And then when I was going to bed last night, I had a really bad headache. And um, the flush on the toilet had gone. I was like, ah, oh, bugger. And it's one of those ones that's got dual flush on the top. And I couldn't get it off. And there's supposed to be a screw in there and there isn't. So I just yanked it off, right? But it caused quite a bit of damage. And uh, anyway, the, the flush is, is, was, was knackered, the internal mechanism, right? Oh, jeez. I was thinking, this is what a day. And I was getting a migraine trying to fix it. And I think, what a day. What a day. So I posted on a Facebook page, any good, cheap, reliable pl- plumbers that can come and have a look at my assistant. And this guy posted, he said, I can do it. And it was the first guy. And I went, all right, man, come around tomorrow morning if you can and have a look. And he came and he, he was there for 35 minutes, right? And he half fixed it. So it's got, I can do the big flush for number twos. I can't do the small flush. Oh, well, that's right? important. There's something. 35 minutes, right? 35 Get this, guys. Get this. 35 minutes this plumber was in my house for fixing, half-fixing my toilet, 
Have a guess. How much this gentleman charged? 100. Keep guessing. No, come on. Keep guessing. That's an expensive poo. Uh, 150. Keep guessing. No. Keep guessing. 200. No, it was 30 pounds, which I thought was oh. very, very reasonable. <laughs> I thought it was very reasonable to the point where he said, I said, oh, how much is that going to be? He said, 30 quid. I went, are you sure? I thought it'd be more. 30 quid? I thought start at 100. No, I thought that. I was thinking, I was thinking if he can do it. First of all, very rare that they come the next day. Yes. I was thinking if he can do it for under 150 quid, I'll do it. Otherwise, yeah. I'll, I'll shit in a bucket. Um, <laughs> and, it, and and he was fixing it. I was thinking, oh, God, he's, fi- he's a really nice bloke, actually. A bloke called Ross. And hello, Ross. Hello, Ross. 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 And he was fixing it. I thought, oh, he started fixing it. Oh, no. And basically, he was rebuilding the thing that I damaged. He was rebuilding it. I got always in, we had a lovely chat, both divorced gentlemen. So there was no harm in making love afterwards. No, there was both divorced gentlemen. We were chatting about the divorce and kids and life and stuff like that. And then he, I, I said, I was, <laughs> was in this tiny little ensuite, very close watching. I said, I'm going to go downstairs and send some emails while you do that. I didn't have any emails. I just went and fannied about and he came down and I said, have you done it? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, you haven't. He said, yeah, go and have a look. I've done it. He said, I couldn't do the small flush, but I did the big flush and it, it works. It takes a long time to fill up. I don't know what that's about. You've got a water pressure problem there, but it, it, it flushes. I went, it flushed. I was thinking, oh God, and he's fixed it now. I'm, I'm in. How much is that going to be? He said, well, just, you know, standard call-out fee, 30 quid. Standard call-out fee, 30 quid? I've had plumbers come out and it's cost 100 quid for yeah. them to come out. Yeah. I once, I once, when I moved into a, um, uh, the first house that me and my wife bought together in North London, bizarrely, it had a downstairs toilet and there was a bath in there. I know there was a bath in the downstairs toilet, right? It's like a, like a three-quarter length bath. And we had to get, the day we moved in, we had to get the walls dry, was it dry roasted? No. What's it called? Dry mounted? No. Dry walled, stone walled. We had to, anyway, we had to do that. Dry rot. Do we have to do something? But the bath was in the way. And they said, we can't do that. And I said, oh, geez, you're joking. I said, do you know, I said, if I get a plumber out now and he takes Dry out. lined. Thank you. And they said, here's a plumber that we recommend, right? So I got this plumber. I phoned this plumber out. I said, how much would it be just to take a bath out of, uh, no, it was the toilet. The toilet we needed taken out. I said, how much would it be to take the toilet out? He said, oh, it'd be 100 quid. I was like, I needed it done then. I said, right, fine, come round. So then he comes round, right? And he's fanning about. And it took him took him fifteen minutes, right? Fifteen minutes. And he came out and he said, Yeah. He took it out. He said, That was tougher than I thought. That's gonna be two hundred. What? I went, excuse me? He said, Yeah, that was tougher than I thought it was gonna be two hundred. I said, You've been here fifteen minutes. Also, before you yeah. undertake a more expensive piece of work, you're yeah. supposed to ask, aren't you? Yeah. And I said and he and he took it so he took the toilet. I said, Right. And I and I was getting the checkbook, right? It was a check. Getting a checkbook to write a check. And I was like, okay. Just out of interest, how much is it going to be to come and put the toilet back? He said, it'll be another 200. I said, get, get the F out of my house. I chucked him out. I said, get the F out of my house. He went, what? I said, you're take, you are taking the piss. Now, 200 quid. All right, get it. It's an emergency call. You, we called you two hours ago. You've come in. You could class that as an emergency. You said 100. You're charging 200. That, to me, is daylight robbery. But now you're saying to come back and, and put it. That's, 200. that's an 80 quid job top to, just to fix the toilet. He said, mate, mate, I don't know what... Like, Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to rip you off. I said, you're a thief. Get out of my house. I'll write this cheque when you're out of my house. Furious. And then we, then I wrote him the cheque and I, I kind of handed it, threw it at him. And he picked it up off the floor and he said, well, listen, let's not leave on hard feelings. Let's shake hands. I said, why don't you F off? And I slammed the door in his face. I was furious. 
15 minutes. It was harder than he thought. And he charged double the price. Scumbag. He would have been done in seven minutes, would he? Scumbag. Uh, mm. Alan, stay there. 0344 499 1000. We've got a scavenger hunt on, guys. A lot of things we need before one o'clock. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. We've got a scavenger hunt, so we need all of these things. We've got ten things that we need by one one a.m. And to make make it harder, we've um, we got uh, porn paranormal porn hunters coming on at eleven. So this is what we need. That is going to make it harder. We need a gong. These are the things for the scavenger hunt. Okay, a gong. Someone who's been on TV, a talking pet, a drum solo, an extravagance, an outrageous lie, a Steve, a Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, a baby, and a couple named Steve and Claire, but Claire in the couple is spelt C-L-A-R-E. Uh, let's go to our first call, and so far, let's be honest, our only caller, it's Alan Caddick. Good evening, Alan. Oh, You're piss kidding off. me. You, you, you have not fallen asleep. No, you have not fallen asleep in the 20 minutes you've been waiting to come on. I mean, it sounds a lot like someone who's asleep. Alan, tonight's show is designed... Is he doing like a... No, he's doing a Scooby-Doo run. He's hung up. Hello? Incredible. He... What the heck? That was either the most audacious piece of performance art or the rudest guy I've ever had the misfortune to have on my show. Let's go through the scavenger hunt things again. 0344 499 1000. You can call in about other stuff as well. Normal normal, normal show. Got some great podcast recommendations for you. Some great ones. Um, these are the 10 things we need. A gong. <coughs> Excuse me. Someone who's been on TV. A talking pet. A drum solo. An extravagance, an outrageous lie, a Steve, a Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, a baby, a couple called Steve and Claire, C-L-A-R-E, 0344 Now, uh, we have got, coming up on Thursday's show, we've got yeah. two guests, uh-huh. I've just found out, I forgot. So we've got Chris Warburton coming on to talk about his podcast, Wake Up to Waco, which is... End of days, it's called. Okay, I mean... It's great. It's, it's a five live podcast. It's good. About the uh, 29 English people who were in I, I the compound. Well, I think they were English. They were yeah. in the compound at Waco. We don't, we don't know they were English, actually, not British. So I'm going to go with British. Uh, it's a great podcast. Eight episodes. You can do it by then. So go and, go and download that and have a listen to that. Uh, but then we've also got... Now, here's the thing. Here's the find. I've been trying to find new things to listen to because I'm kind of bored of I'm bored of my usual podcast my my usual podcasts don't do very many episodes so the things like um the Paul McCartney one take it away and the clones cast and uh, office hours of Tim Heidecker they do them like once if I'm lucky once a week generally it's like maybe once a month so I'm kind of ch- champing at the bit for new stuff and um so I've just been trying some random bits and pieces uh, and I found a couple of doozies for you the first one the first one 
One of my favourite films, True Stories, directed by David Byrne. Okay, it's this weird eighties um, art house film that didn't really do much business, but it's great. Um, it's where the band Radiohead got their their name from. More on that in a minute. And <clears throat> it's finally come out <clears throat> on Criterion Collection DVD, Blu-ray, and it's got loads of extras on it. So I've watched the behind the scenes, I've watched the making of, I've watched a la la la. And it's really got me interested in two guys that connected with it. One is a gentleman called Spalding Gray. He's an actor in the film. He plays the mayor. Spalding Gray is fascinating. He's a performance artist, right? Um, and he made a series of films that are monologues, just him sat behind a desk. One of them, which I've seen half of, is Swimming to Cambodia, about his time f- filming a small part in the movie The Killing Fields. There's another one um, called um, Grey's Anatomy, and there's another one that's got box in the title, which I think is the one Nick Broomfield made. He's fascinating, right? And I've ordered a documentary about him. It's my one extravagance I've allowed myself... And uh, just incredible, incredible stuff, right? Not for everyone, but incredible. But then there's a guy in the making of who's credited as the writer of True Story. Stay with me, guys, because this is he's a guest on the show on Thursday. And I think his podcast that he stopped doing about a year ago is incredible. I listened to four episodes, like four and a half hours of it this weekend. I know you listened to some, Kath. Yeah, loads. He's an actor called Stephen Tobolowski. It's an Owski. Remember that. Stephen Tobolowski, right? Name probably means nothing to you. Um, quick point of reference. You know in Groundhog Day, when that kind of nerdy guy with the glasses and the hat goes up to Bill Murray to try and sell him insurance, and I think at one point Bill punches him, yeah. and there are loads of things happen. That's Stephen Tobolowski, right? He's in loads of stuff. He's in Memento. He's kind of looks like a slightly nerdy guy, probably in his early 60s now, sort of round head, bald, quite often wears uh, thick glasses, You'd recognise him. <laughs> Apparently he's in the Goldbergs at the moment, a show I've not seen too many episodes of. Um, well, he is down as the writer of this movie, True Stories. Pete Gatford, Eddie, stay there, I'll come to you in a second. Uh, and he says in the behind-the-scenes thing, I'm down as the writer, but I didn't really write it. And for some reason, I just I just Googled him. I just Googled him uh, the weekend because I was bored. And I found he does this this amazing, this amazing podcast. Sorry? Sorry, I've got a really um, tickly throat. Yeah, me too. Um, he does this amazing podcast called The Tobolowski Files. T-O-B-O-L-O-W-S-K-Y. And they're about an hour long each. There's 80 of them. And they are... It's him telling the most beautiful, messed up, spooky, frustrating bizarre stories from his life every single one is true about him being an actor about him being a writer a director a lover a drug taker you're right yeah do you need okay um and he tells these stories in just the most oh just the most amazing ways i'm gonna play you a bit now and then we'll take the calls right you can get this on iTunes and all your usual bits and pieces. I'm going to play the, play you a bit now. This is him talking about taking cocaine. It's not all druggy, right? But as a, as a cocaine addict myself, a heavy cocaine user, um, to he- I'm always fascinated, partly, you know, in a sort of um, voyeuristic way, but partly because partly it excites me, if I'm honest. It gets the old nostrils flaring, but partly because... Um, uh, I like hearing other people's experience with that drug in particular. He talks about taking cocaine. Just very briefly. And I thought, whoa. 
I have never, in all of my years, I've never heard it described like that. And it's incredible. So just have a little listen to this. This is from episode 44 of the Tobolowski, Tobolowski Files, the episode where he talks about true stories. And this is... Uh, there we go. There was the wannabe country singer, the computer guy, the psychic, the scientist. From my point of view, David had already provided the method. Just him talking about the characters now, of the film. Now I was going to try to provide the method. During those years, I felt like it was never enough to feel great about your life. There wasn't anything beautiful enough or inspiring enough. There was never a success that was satisfying enough that didn't call for some sort of augmentation from the chemical world. There we go. Taking drugs is one of the highest forms of selfishness. It only wears the clothes of celebration, yeah. but at its heart, it separates, it isolates. It is a thief. It only wears the clothes of celebration. My God! What a line! I interrupted at a really uh, annoying point. Let me go back um, 10 seconds, because what he's about to say is great. Enough to feel great about your life. There wasn't anything beautiful enough or inspiring enough. There was never a success that was satisfying enough that didn't call for some sort of augmentation from the chemical world. Taking drugs is one of the highest forms of selfishness. It only wears the clothes of celebration, but at its heart, it separates, it isolates. It is a thief. It steals you from you. Right before David arrived, I ran to my room David and took Burnley's a little about. hit of cocaine. And I began to feel its numbing effect combined with what seemed to be the energy of a train jumping from the tracks. But it wasn't real energy. It was borrowed from my future life, and it would have to be repaid with interest. Oh! I got chills then. It wasn't real energy. It was borrowed from my future self, and it would have to be repaid with interest as a cocaine user former cocaine user oh, that blew my mind I got, i've got goosebumps it blew my mind the whole thing isn't about drugs at all it, it was weird that this kind of popped up in it it's such a good podcast it's like a really lovely man telling you these wonderful stories about acting but then they just take these weird bizarre ones the one you listen to about the the, the cook trying to yeah. murder them so there's one where he's um acting in rep um, doing Shakespeare, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, and he's playing Bottom. But he's also helping out with the cook, uh, with the catering, and the cook is really kind of... Guy um, Vince. He's an ex, <laughs> ex-naval man. Yeah. And very angry about everything. And uh, it turns out that Vince puts rat poison in the chilli. And so they all end up really sick. And... And they're throwing up, and they're throwing up on stage. Some of them can't get off stage in time. And he's throwing up halfway through his monologue yeah. and then turning around, and the audience is still, still sitting it, there. He, t- he tells it in such a funny way. Honestly, it's such a good podcast. If only one of you listens to it and, and, and digs it. I, I know I tweeted it, and a couple of you went, oh, I've been listening to that for years, and he's great. He's coming on on Thursday, 11 o'clock. I cannot... Wait, I mean, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm going to pick his brains a bit about Spalding Grey and a little bit about true <coughs> stories because that's kind of my jam at the moment. I just see if he's get his memories on Spalding Grey. Um, and then I don't know where we're going to go. I, I mean, do we mention Memento? Do we mention Groundhog Day? Do we? I don't know where we go. Well, it feels to me like you mentioned the film once and he'll tell you a <laughs> half-hour story about it. I've had the most charming email exchange with him. Just I emailed him on a Sunday on a whim. And he replied like 10 minutes later, I'm sure we can work something out. When would you like me? It's 
like, wow. At the end of every single one of these podcasts, he tells you how you can email him. Yeah, I, I, it's honestly, it's so, so good. I've got another podcast for you later on as well, but I've been rattling on for ages. So we're going to put the trail and the ads together and we're going to take some calls. 0344 499 1000. Pete, you were first. What have you got for us, Pete? Hello, yeah. I mean, first off, I think you should mainly talk to him about his role in the unaired Buffy the Vampire Slayer pilot. Oh, yes, he was. He was. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the pilot. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> and he was kind of... Pers- well, do you, you, you know about it then, Pete? No, no, I only know he was in it. He was in it. He didn't want to do it. And um, the guy said, well, it might be quite a big series. You never know. And he said, well, look, I'd, honestly, I'm, I'm committed to doing this other series. And it sounds a little bit silly. I don't know if I want to get involved. I'll do the pilot. Of course, the pilot becomes Buffy. And they said, well, do you want to be in the series? I'm, I'm sorry. I've committed to this thing. The thing that he was in lasted nine episodes. Buffy went on for 15 years. So, yes. Although the, the character that he played <laughs> got killed off six episodes in. So, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe he made the right choice. He is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I'm so thrilled he's coming on. Go as on, much Kath. as anything, it's the voice because he kind of tells it with his slight Texas oh, drawl. Doesn't and it's he? Just it just really kind of just rocks you along, doesn't it? Oh, and he's psychic. Yeah. He's genuinely psychic. And, and you know what I'm like for calling bullshine and all this stuff. Convinced me. He tells the story. He, 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 it's gonna be. It's gonna be some guest. It's gonna be guest of the year. I'm thinking. Anyway, Pete, what have you got something for the scavenger hunt? I have indeed. Yeah, yes. I. I believe one of them was I've been on telly. Yes, go on. I. I have been on telly. Beautiful. Um, T- give us the details. We need to back this up. Give us. <laughs> give us the deets. There's been a few. I mean, the, the most prominent one, I guess, is I was an extra in an episode of the IT Crowd. Were um, you? I was. A show that I auditioned for and didn't get on. Wow, you beat me. <laughs> well, the, the countdown episodes, if, if you know it. I've never seen um, it. But I, they needed a club full of nerds, so they put something out on the, the Twitter and were like, you know, can you come dressed as nerds to... Well, hang on a location. second, Pete. Hang on a second, Pete. When you watched the episode, could you clearly see it was you? Yes. You sure? Uh, I, I, every now and then, I, I think I've only known sort of... Uh, Whenever I know, get to know someone, within a couple of months, they'll message me and say, Pete, were you in the IT crowd? No way! Pete, it's on yeah. the list. It's on the list, dude. We got the scavenger hunt is up and running. <laughs> yeah, Google the uh, kick ass and drink, drink milk scene, and I'm very prominent behind what, the what, baddie. What have I got to type in? Uh, kick ass and drink milk. Kick ass and drink milk IT crowd. Let's have a little look, sees. What you what you wearing? A uh, check, white check shirt. I mean, yeah, you'll you'll see me. Hey, it's Pete. It's Pete. You got a tie on. Oh, yes. It's Pete. <laughs> oh, Pete. Pete, I forgive you for all those times you've tried to publicly shame me um, over Doctor Who and other science fiction things. You are and forgiven. I forgive you for being wrong. Ooh. Thanks for your call, Pete. It's nice talking to you. Goodbye. That was a nerd burn. <laughs> to our shows <laughs> it really is him oh the scavenger hunt is up and running dear listener so that one's gone someone who's been on tv thank you pete that is appreciated we've still got a gong a talking pet a drum solo an extravagance an outrageous lie a steve a claire c-l-a-i-r-e a baby and a couple called steve and claire but claire there has to be spelled c-l-a-r-e good evening eddie oh hello Ian. good evening good evening eddie how are you 
But fine, are you near the phone? You're very quiet. Uh, yeah, no, I've just gone off speaker and back on to putting it next to my ear because I was on hold for quite a while, but that's not a... You could be on hold for a little bit longer with that attitude. <laughs> <coughs> What's wrong with Wait, you, Boyley? Boyley's dying. It's the air con, I think. Well, the air con's off, mate. It's drying me right it's out. Off. So why don't you put the air con on? <coughs> oh, dear me. She's been in trouble tonight. She, gets, she did yeah. a show on her own on Friday and she thinks yeah. everyone owes her a living. Absolutely. What have you got for us tonight, Eddie? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna use the "I've been on telly" thing, but that gone now, and you don't want any more. Well, let's hear your story. Let's see if well, it's. I went, I got... Do you remember? Do you remember a show with Chris Tarrant called <coughs> "Man Oh Man"? <laughs> yeah, when In when the... the ladies would push men into the swimming pool. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I went on that. I was work, I was a young, I was twenty. I think I was about twenty-one at the time. Okay. I was working in a pub in Clapham North of the railway, and these TV producers came in all sort of braying and confident and cocky yes. and they asked me if I wanted to do it uh, and they used sort of clever words like we'd like to cast you and we'll send a oh. car for you and all this kind of stuff hang on and I was con- clever words like car casting <laughs> as, in <we'd> like to- <laughs> as in we'd like to cast Ooh, car you. I'm in <laughs> this sounds good car <laughs> oh Oh, it's a magic wagon. Who is this? But there's no, but there's no horse at the front. What oh, is no. it? <laughs> Science. God, sorry. It's all right, mate. You're <laughs> quite finished. <laughs> I've got a little bit more, if you don't mind. But, Go on. but I got in it and I get out somewhere else. What is it? Magic. <laughs> I finished now, Eddie. Where you going? Oh, That's God. all right. I, I was hoping this would be sort of therapeutic. But you're, you're making my experience on man. You're, put, you're pushing him in the pool again. <laughs> you are pushing. Me. You're Sean Lloyd all over again. Did you, hang on, Sean Lloyd pushed you in, <laughs> in the Sean pool. Sean Lloyd, the weather girl, pushed me in the pool after I sung. I was a fireman at the time, working part time in a pub. So oh. I went on. No man dressed in my fire gear. Oh, she did. I sung "Relight My Fire." Oh! <laughs> one of one of Britain's actual heroes being forced to perform yeah. like a monkey for Sean Lloyd. Absolutely right, and then pushed in a swimming pool afterwards. But it was such an awful experience. You'll you'll know more about it than me in terms of you know how TV works. Yeah. But I knew nothing about it, and it was sort of seven in the morning pick up. No. Up to the studios in Wembley and rehearse, 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 rehearse all day long. No, there really? were rehearsals for that. For Man then, Oh Man. Yeah, we we were there for about ten hours, and they told us there was a big party at the end and loads of free booze. And the free booze was three warm bottles of Budweiser, and then they just want you out. Of course, as quick as possible. did you not get any any? And do you not get any money for that or anything? No, 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 no. Oh no, that's a terrible. In all seriousness, that's a terrible way to treat human beings. That's a terrible way to treat our fire service, isn't it? Come on. (laughs) No, seriously, a bit of respect for actual heroes. Yeah, but they. I mean, you you know, you live and learn, don't you? You just you you cut you cotton on afterwards. You just think, well, you're just a bit of meat for a television program. They've got to fill a schedule. They've got to get things done in a certain time. Why would they lay on a? a big party for you. All the girls who came in yeah. to the studio for, to form the audience, they were all pissed out of their heads, absolutely pie-eyed. Well, of they were course like they were. Coach after coach after coach <laughs> of pen parties. They'd thrown they throw a net into Weatherspoons. Say again? <laughs> they'd thrown a net into Weatherspoons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you not get any... Did you not get any kind of um, phone numbers or anything, if you know what I mean? No, you didn't get to speak to any girls because no. they were herded in and then herded out as soon as the filming had finished. And then um, you are put in a car at the end with three bottles of warm Budweiser and sent on your way. Well, they the didn't end. even it's let you sit dreadful. down and drink the beer. They made you do it on the move. 
Um, you, I think we sort of sat around and had one, but the, the idea was that here's your beer, thanks very much. <gasps> now you can go. No, it was a, it was a, it was just, it was just awful. It was worth doing. It was, well, it wasn't worth doing at all. But once you've done it, you live and learn. But it was just dreadful. It really was awful. That's amazing. Um, well, um, now the other, the other yeah. thing I wanted to, talk, I've noticed with, with, with great interest, you're doing a rabbit hole show. Yes. In Shaftesbury Dorset. Oh, mate, listen, yes. For those who don't know, we, we are playing... Catherine and I are doing a lunchtime show on the yeah. 6th of July at 6th the Shaftesbury Art Centre. Yes, now that is my hometown. You're joking. You better come, no, man. Was, we'll send a car. Shaftesbury is a very quirky little town. I imagine you guys will just go in, do your bit and get out. But it's a very interesting, quirky little... It doesn't want for tea rooms. And it's where Gold Hill is, where the Hobbit advert was filmed. Oh, you really? Little... I yes, don't, listen, I, Gold Hill. I don't know it at all. Here's the plan, because I think we're doing it. It's one, it's one, one o'clock or one thirty. We've got to get in. We got to. to right. It's all part of the, the shaft. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, really tickly. Glass of water. She's got water. She's got strepsils, and she's still coughing and trying to ruin the show for us. Yeah. Um, so they're doing. There's like an arts. There's a fringe, a fringe yeah. over the weekend, and um, I, saw I, that. I, I no said. Idea. Yeah, I sent them a little line saying we'd love to come and perform, and they said, "Well, these are the venues. This is it." So I've booked me and Kath in. Got no idea right. if we have got an audience there, but I had to do an interview for it um, right. yesterday, right? And this guy phoned up and he said, "Hello, Ian." I won't do the voice. Well, no, hello, Ian. Um, just to say, Shaftesbury is buzzing at the thought of you guys coming. <laughs> in. I said, "Are you joking?" He said, "We're the talk of the tea rooms." We're, we're buzzing. He said, "We're buzzing." I said, "You're joking." He said, "Oh no, no, no. You're the biggest name to be part of this fringe." I'm going, Oh, no! Our yeah, show's rubbish! so disappointed. Our show's rubbish! There's, there's like, proper commit. But here's the thing. Um, I think we're going we're gonna to do our show here on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, we're going to drive up, kind of, Saturday morning, set up, do yeah. the thing, do the thing. Uh, and I think it would. I think we'll, we'll have to stick around and have some lunch. Stick around afterwards yeah. to shake hands and say hello. Stick around and have some lunch. And I think we should go and see another show, Kath. I think we should have a look, That'd see what good, else is it? on, yeah. and go and see another yeah. show and kind of immerse ourselves and support these small, these smaller fringes. Yeah, I, well, I think it's great. I mean, it, it's, it's a very, very small place. It's, it's like it, it's like the land that time forgot, and there's the sort of gentlemen's outfitters there, which haven't moved since the seventies. It's like beautiful being served and tea rooms and coffee shops. But there's a place at the top of Gold Hill where you, where you can have lunch and look down Gold Hill. Do they have Costas? Um, Starbucks? Yes, they do have a Costas. Perfect, then I'm sorted then. I, I would like to try a local Starbucks and <laughs> see what it's like. Got a star- I think they've got a Costa. I don't think they've got a Starbucks. <laughs> no, I'll get, you, you tell us what tea rooms to go into. Me and Kath will go and have a nice nice um, afternoon yeah, green yeah, tea. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Eddie, <laughs> well, you, be- can... you better bloody come, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got seasonal driving chauffeuring work in the summer, and I'm just looking at when that's likely to be. They come over in, in July, but if we've they're got, not over by then, I'm going to be there because my dad still lives there. We've got one fan who lives there, and, and he's he not sure not whether come. he's going to come. Unbelievable. Well, I don't live... I live in London now. I'm a, I'm a London cabbie. All right. But I, right. that is my hometown. That's where I'm from All right. originally, you see. So it's very interesting to see. All right. Nice one, Eddie. Thanks for and, mentioning it. Well, and listen, we'll speak right, to you mate. soon. Take care, fella. Bye-bye. 0344 499 1000. Honestly, we've, the guy phoned out a really nice interview, really nice guy. Got a couple of mutual friends, or one mutual friend. Um, and he said, you, um, Shaftesbury's buzzing at the uh, thought of you guys coming. You really, buzzing. you really are the talk of the town. We're the talk of Shaftesbury. I can't believe it. <laughs> he said it's a quiet place. <laughs> if you want to see where we're playing, me and Kath, ianlee.com slash event. Uh, we've got tickets for, uh, what, which tickets are up at the moment? Shaftesbury, um, London. Luton, Manchester. There's only uh, 23 tickets left for Manchester. There is Brighton 
and um, Belfast and Glasgow aren't up there yet. I need to sort the Glasgow ones. I can do that tomorrow. Um, IanLee.com slash event. Gatford, Sloop John B, stay there. This is the Late Night Alternative Scavenger Hunt Special. Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just- Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Now, where did you find out about these people? This is the Late Night Alternative, oh. Ian Lee and Catherine Ball. Was this from Chat It's Fate? It's from Chat It's Fate, the my Christmas greatest, present. The world's greatest magazine, dear listener, if you've not, if you're not subscribed to it. What, what the hell are you doing? The first issue I got was February's. Yes. Um, and I got that in December. Yeah. And as I was reading it, there was one story that leapt out in particular, sure. and it was this one. It was the uh, group of porn stars. Yep. I believe from Birmingham, okay. who had heard <clears throat> unexplained noises emanating from various parts, un- uninhabited parts of, of, their their studio, of their studios. The studios. So they turned investigators. So we've got Lee and Mitch, who are brothers, and yep. Hayley. I think we've. Uh, who's one of the actors? I think we've got them now. Lee and Mitch, are you there? Hello there. Yeah, we're here with you. Lovely. And Hayley, Hayley, I think we've got you on a separate line. Are you there? 
I certainly am, yeah. Beautiful. Hey, listen, it's so nice to talk to you guys. We watch your... Now, if people want to see this show, there's a, there's a, one episode, a pilot episode. It's up on um, Amazon Prime, um, and, it, and it is called Paranormal Porn Stars, isn't it, Hayley? It is indeed, yeah. Right. Um, t- tell us... Now, have any of you got the gift, or is it just that this, this venue is haunted? How, uh, Mitch, let's start with you. How did this all start? Um... Well, basically, we um, moved into a new premises on our studio. Um, we had weird things going on, so we got a bit of equipment, did a little bit of investigating, started getting a few things, and um, we started recording it. For it was a cracking idea what we had, so yeah. we moved into a show. Okay. Now, nice and simple. Now, what is Lee? What is the equipment you've got? Because I'm going to play a clip in a second. You've got a machine, Lee, that allows the dead people, the ghosts, to speak to you. What the hell is that? Uh, well, that's an SP7 spirit box. Um, it basically scans through the radio frequencies, and um, obviously you do get uh, potentially spirit voices coming through. Okay. Um, I'm going to play a clip now. This is from your show, and uh, this kind of... Let me just... Hang on, I've got to mute something here because I've got two things going on at once. Right, let me let me play a bit. This is from your show. This is um, um, the spirit box being used by two of the, the young women. Here we go. Like, I'll get my tips up for you, but you can't give us a sign. <laughs> Want to see Tinder's tips? How much do you want to see them? A lot. A lot. Or really bad. Is that better? Now, now, Mitch, who was who was? Remind me, who was that who um, was getting their tits out for the ghosts? Uh, that would be Tindra Frost. She can't be with us today. She's up. Uh, she's over Canada at the moment, okay. doing a quick tour over there. So, okay. uh, but yeah, no, it was Tindra. Now, now, who was it? Was it because everyone was upstairs when that was happening? Was it Mitch who was downstairs? I think Lee was downstairs. And Lee was in the basement. You were missing all of it, Lee. <laughs> I know. I always miss all the fun, unfortunately. <laughs> Hayley, have you found that these ghosts are um, quite randy and um, like to see, you know, naked bits of the body? Honestly, um, we've only had one instant, really, where yeah. it's got, where it's more sexually active, if you like, whereas oh. that's what topic they've chose. But on a general rule of thumb, actually not. Okay, they they like they they like. I imagine if they're from the Victorian era, that which I think is when statistically most ghosts are from. That they like <laughs> they like people to keep their clothes on. Hayley, do you believe in ghosts, or have you just been dragged into this by these by Liam Mitch? Right, honestly, when I first um, when the guys first told me about it, they told me because I was I was sceptical, you know, like yeah. always that that thinking of. Is there something? Isn't there something? I'm not really quite sure. So when they invited me and we went down to their premises um, and it first started out, I was still still a bit dubious. But yeah. after having so many sessions, now it's more intriguing to me where it's like, well, what actually is this? So are you, are, are you convinced? Because I know that... 
I'm very open-minded. Is Catherine, you're sceptical about yeah. the old ghosts and the I paranormal. I used to believe in it, but the more I've watched, lo- I used to love Most Haunted, and then you start to notice sort of patterns and stuff. So it takes a bit more to convince me these days. Are you convinced, yeah. Hayley? Um, from what I've seen, I'm convinced, yeah. From what, what I say what I've seen, from what evidence that we've gathered, I don't actually 100% know what it is, yeah. but there's something. Some, something, is, something has put the willies up you. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on! I had to! I had to! <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lee. Sorry, Mitch, if that was your line, I was just stolen it. Um, so, okay, so, uh, Mitch, are you a believer? Have you always been a believer? Um, I've been intrigued by it. Again, I, I go along the lines of saying I've watched the shows and gone, that's fake. And yeah. then you do it yourself. And that, you know, you can only really judge these things through your personal experience. Yeah. Um, from, what, from what happens to you. Um, apart from that, you can't really convince somebody else if they don't want to believe. And is this happening? Um, is this ha- filmed in the studio where you do all the pornos? Because I noticed that there is a wide range. There's like a bed, there's a sofa, there's um, like a school desk, there's um, like a, what looks like some kind of bondage table. Is that where you where you kind of you you, you make the the movies? Um, it's it's one of the the set areas. Yeah, in the, in the first episode, we we do go to different locations where we've been given access to. Okay, and have investigated various other places, including. Um, Certain lifestyle clubs and venues. Oh, shut up now. You're not telling me that the fetish clubs are haunted. <laughs> Honestly, some of them are. Some of, some of the best evidence we've got is coming out on for Extasia Nightclub episode. <laughs> which is, we're waiting to get uploaded right now. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. Well, what, um, what, 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 um, what's going on there then? I mean, you know we, what's going on uh, there. We've we got a vague idea, but what's going on after hours? Um. Well... Voices, we, we capture a lot of voices. Um, the four of us got locked in the building by ourselves, nobody else in there with us. Um, and yeah, we're getting voices, we're getting bangs, we're getting things moving that shouldn't be moving. Hayley, it has, and, to, it has to be said that um, the blokes are dressed, you know, fully dressed in the programme. And, I, and it I, does look cold. It looks very, very cold in there, young lady. You should have a jumper on or something. She did have a jumper on. Well, yes. But um, there's a lot of, you know, I get the feeling this is a little bit one-sided, Hayley, in that the guys are dressed in jeans and shirts and stuff, and the, you girls, you've got quite short skirts on, we get to see your underwear a little bit. It's, do you not feel it's a little bit one-sided? To be really honest with you, if you actually, if everyone tunes into the show, yeah. um, I actually am fully clothed. You are, that's correct, you are, yes, well I done. No, it's, it's all good fun. It is all good fun, and we laughed. Me and Kath watched it, and we laughed a lot. I did. We did have one question about the. Yeah, when who, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't you, I don't think. That was strung up, and they were saying, "Touch me if you can touch me if you're there," no. or something. I did wonder. That is not classical ghost hunting techniques. I've never seen Derek Akora do that, but maybe that's why he's not had as much success as you, perhaps. Do you know when we when we first started the series? Yeah. Um, We've we've come a long way because we've learned a lot since we've been doing it. And all, all joking aside, and all the laughs and jokes, we are actually taking it quite seriously. Oh no, we can tell. We can tell. It's great. Um, it, it, how many episodes do you are they going to be in total? What's the what's the series going to be? Um, that is 
definitely a Lee question. Lee, Lee's, 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 Lee's the numbers guy, is he? Lee? Uh, Lee. We've organised for about 10, I think. Uh, we've been to numerous locations. We've probably got two-thirds of the season in the bag already. Um, and obviously we're looking for the last few locations to sort of finish out the series now. OK. So and, and... Anybody out there that wants the paranormal board stars to come and investigate their friends? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get loads of loads of takers. Um, is there? So, the, would you say that the place that had the highest hit rate was this this sex club? Was that the spookiest place you've been in? Our studio, isn't it? Our studio, or um, the name has nothing to do with us. The name is completely separate to us, but it fits beautifully. Yeah, it's a place that they call the Exorcist House. We found on on Twitter. It's a house up in Leicestershire. Yeah. And we found that was a, we we didn't capture a lot, but we um like Tindra was, um she she, she was affected. She started crying in the middle of the investigation. Oh. I, was, I was made to be sick. I felt like I'd been pepper sprayed. Lee was knocked down with this stupid. Everybody got um, infected some way or another. No, we didn't capture anything directly, but we all got physically affected. It was that was the strangest. I was all good though. They didn't affect me. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <Hayley> was fine. <laughs> Hayley got off uh, scot-free. And I did. Can I ask a question about your other job, the porn industry? Because um, I, uh, how is anyone making money out of porn these days? Because everything is free online. Surely things like um, uh, Pornhub and uh, these kind of websites, they're killing your business, aren't they? Do you, want, do you want my honest opinion? Yeah, go on. Right, OK. So as, as, as for my myself and what I consider my job role, yeah. I am not a porn star per se because I don't shoot for companies. I own all our content. We have my own website. Um, We work in conjunction with sites like Pornhub. And honestly, to to begin with, until until you get into the industry and you actually figure out what it's all about, Pornhub are there. So they actually help because there's a lot of people that steal your content from your paid sites and then upload it. Yeah. But now Pornhub actually have a program which they work in conjunction with the model, so you actually get paid for the views. Ah, okay, right. So the the, the so the way it, it, its finance has shifted slightly then. Yes, but I mean, ultimately, my main job title is I am a webcam model, right. so I'm just on the fringes of porn, but I do. I do make content and I do make picture sets, but my main my main gig is a webcam model. Okay, um, Lee, uh, give us your Twitter, and if people want to find out more about the paranormal porn stars. Uh, where is the best place to go, and where can they see the episodes? Uh, well, the episodes now. Uh, the first pilot episode is live on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's free to view if you're a Prime member. Um, latest updates on their content coming soon. You'll find us on Twitter, uh, Paranormal Porn Stars, or at Paranormal Porn. Lovely. All right, guys. Lee, Mitch, Haley. It's so nice to talk to you. Listen, you, you keep in touch. If you if you do come across anything that is like super spooky in the last few episodes you're filming, um, drop us a line. You're very welcome to come on any time. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with the series. No, well, I appreciate it. It's fun. Thank you, guys. We, yeah, go on, Haley. Before we go, I've got to put my Twitter out. Oh yeah, <laughs> go on. Let's have that. Come on, Haley. Let's have it. Um, Okay, mine's ms underscore Haley underscore B. Okay, give us that one more time because it was a little bit muffled at the end. Um, ms. Yep. Underscore. Yep. Haley underscore B. 
All right, lovely. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. We wish you the very best of luck with the series. The Paranormal Porn Stars. The show continues. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 